Annyeong, this is Hallyujuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 4, Sonya Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos. Welcome to another episode of This Week in YG. I mean, Hallyujuku. Uh, I am PD Rave, your man with no plan. With me, as always, is Brandon Cooper, aka King Cass. How are you doing, Cass? I am doing very, very good. Yes. Very, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. K pop right off the start. Uh, in this nice K-pop podcast, we're going to start with some gaming, because uh, <laughs> GSTL just happened, and some exciting stuff. You yeah. want to share a little bit about that? So, um, you know, for those for those in the Korean pop world, sometimes you may not pay attention to the other things that come out of Korea, like clothing, music, and gaming. Um, gaming being one of the other big Korean imports um, that helps promote music because if you watch GSTL, they play a lot of uh, music videos during their breaks, uh, which is really fun. Um, and that just ended and a team that, that I kind of have been paying attention to be kind of, kind of because their owners and, and uh, members of their team um, is a partnership between two teams actually because you uh-huh. need a certain amount of players for GSTO and both teams only had five players so hey why not make magic happen um which would be uh Acer and Axiom forming Axiom Acer um and they are the winners of the GSTL they have a lot of kind of notable players that have been around for a while uh Crank MMA Innovation um, and you know, they did really well and it, it's really fun and it was really nice to kind of see two teams who are kind of, well, Acer has been around for a while, but Axiom is kind of this new team, um, partially owned by Total Biscuit for those in the Starcraft know who will know who Total Biscuit is. Um, so it's really good to kind of just see them have this uprising, um, and, and doing pretty good. And then the other big thing is Red Bull just ended. And anybody in the Korean gaming has has been following that because there are a bunch of good players who played in that. Um, being that Parting, um, known for being a liar, went out and uh, <laughs> won that event. Nice. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. And you shared with me, it was uh, fascinating, you shared me with me the video of their dorm tour, uh, which was an interesting yeah, look for, into like, their dorm tour. Yeah, yeah, which was which was hosted by I think Team Captain Crank, yeah. um, and there's just some great moments of him trying to speak English and think about it on the fly. Of like, I show you house now. It's like I had this is first restroom. If you want, you can follow me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like he he's this, he's <laughs> this Maya and. Six room. They don't like each other, so I make them same room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and this like, is like... Just those awkward pauses after he would say things like, and then I don't know next word. Follow me. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Crank, you didn't, like... Finish, you didn't finish that sentence, Crank. No. <laughs> uh, he's just going to leave it there. You know, he didn't yeah. finish it, but he's just going to leave it there. Just let it be there. And, 
And I know some of you are probably like, oh, leave Crank alone. He's he's trying. No, you want to know why I know he's not trying? Because his goddamn Rosetta Stone for English is holding up his webcam. And you can see it in that goddamn video <laughs> if you go to the Axiom YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's, it's mainly just because he's adorable with it. And like him uh, make, trying to make humor of like, you know, of the kid that uh, has the book in his uh, bed. And he's like, he reads. He wants to be smart guy. But he's not a smart guy. And he's just so proud of himself for that little joke. It's like... Uh, and you get to see exciting the fact that uh, Scarlet's going to be joining them shortly. Uh, Scarlet is uh, one, a very notable name. Uh, very, very notable name uh, uh, lately. But it's going to be exciting to see her join the team. Uh, I, yeah, which is kind of a thing she's been... Wanting for a while. She's been wanting to get into a Korean gaming house, so that'd be good for her to get that practice and, and do all that good stuff. She gonna be living that dorm life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a more exciting thing is about people winning things. Uh, like we mentioned before, Mama, uh, M Night Asian Music Awards happened recently. Uh, I mm-hmm. actually, uh, I, here's the funny thing. So, Thursday night, uh, Thursday night, I got invited uh, out of the blue to uh, head out and do some karaoke, hang out with some friends I haven't seen in, like, forever. Had, you know, some karaoke, drank some beer, hang, hung out, stayed out, finally got home around 2-ish, whatever. Decided, uh, alright, I was going to watch the 70 Asian Music Awards, I was going to get up for it. Might as well stay up for it, you know, stayed up, stayed up watched some things here and there, looked on the internet, you know, random things. Uh, four o'clock runs around, four a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where they were gonna start, uh, the coverage for the MNAJ Asian Music Awards. They go live, and one of the first things that they say, it's Danny M on stage, uh, of one time fame, going, uh, and from, uh, Danny from LA, uh, standing on stage saying, hey, uh, we're gonna be here for the next two hours with the red carpet. I'm like, oh, this doesn't start till six? could have told me it didn't start till 6. I could have taken a freaking nap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Petey's getting used to that. Staying up for a Korean event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. Oh, how many times have I stayed up for fucking WCS Korea? And I'm like, all right, they start at 4. All right, pre-show shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I decided, fuck it, and I went to sleep. <laughs> Uh, I will, I will f- one day get committed enough to watch something at four o'clock in the morning and stay till uh, the whole thing, but damn it, I was tired and a little tipsy. Uh, but I did watch it, uh, afterwards. I did watch, they had the whole thing, you know, on their YouTube. Uh, you got to see some of the, the performances. What did you think, like, of what you were able to see, uh, Kaz? Well, uh, being of what I follow on YouTube, I saw the, the, to anyone performance of them performing their new song and then they went into I forget which song um, and then the awesome uh, Big Bang uh, performance just like which was like this lead up of all of them performing like their new songs individually which just led up to like G-Dragon coming out performing Crooked and then that going straight into Fantastic Baby and them running around and fucking with cameramen. Yeah. Uh yeah, and and I remember uh watching that and I was like, "All right, 
uh, you know, Top starts off and like, yeah, Top. And then like, Taeyong comes in and is like, yeah, Taeyong. And like, you know, Sungri goes in and is like, yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, that song's really cool. And he actually didn't even do the, the song he normally does. He did a, a different one, which kind of worked better with the flow of the, of their performances. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, G Dragon. Yeah. Big Bang. Like, wait, they left somebody out. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, poor Daesung. <laughs> yeah. Daesung uh-huh. doesn't have any solo stuff, no. really. So. Not, na- not lately. I, I, he just Maybe comes the- out of this, out of the middle of the stage in a pink suit. <laughs> An amazing pink suit. I, I, I dug it. Is it, you know, he had his own little style there. Uh, maybe if we, we yell enough, we'll get, a, we'll do like we did top. Uh, we'll get a yeah. Daesung album. Come on, give us Daesung next. Where that D-Light? D-Light. I need that you know D-Light what? in my diet. You know what? Give us a new Trot album. D-Light doing yeah. Trot. Give us that. some. No, no, no. That would have been a hilarious moment in the middle of like, if like right between Sungri and Daesung, you know, all those serious like hard songs, uh, you see, uh, Daesung come out and just start doing that, uh, look at me, Gwissom. <laughs> and just doing that dance. Uh, and of course, uh, it, it culminated in, uh, them going into the other idols and start messing with them and, uh, bring out Ihiori, who looked fabulous as always. Uh, she my girl. She my homegirl. Uh, but them getting outshined with, uh, it was, I think it was Daesung or Sungri. No, I think it was Sungri, uh, pulling forward, uh, Hyo- Hyoyeon and, uh, uh, Sahyun of Girls' Generation, who did their best yeah. drunken white girl club dance. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. Uh, somebody, and, oh, yeah. and part of the, uh, Asian junkie recap was pointing out that they looked like they were, uh, they had enjoyed themselves prior to the events of Asian Music and the Asian Music Awards. They may have been a little, uh, uh, a little happy. <laughs> um, so, I'd hate to do it, right? But we're generally kind of YG biased. And we got a short little look at everybody's kind of performances before the whole coming together in Big Bang thing. On an individual basis of each performance, man, I gotta give it to GD and Top. Yeah. Like, GD, like, Top coming out, riding on the chair, and he had that look on his face like, I swear to God, if I fall off this chair, like, I'm (laughs) balancing as hard as I can right now. Like, this is, this is hardcore balance. Like, and and I just it was so funny. And then like GD killed it because that's what GD does. He is just such a performer. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course there was a, a multitude of other performances. Uh, EXO had a really rad performance. Uh, yeah. On there, uh, they mixed uh, Growl and uh, Wolf into this kind of medley uh, where they performed it together. And they had this cool thing where uh, they came out with the girl. And then you as the viewer became the girl. And I was like sitting there. I was like, oh, wait, I'm the girl? Mm. Hey, boys. <laughs> or was that just me? Uh, that, that was yeah. just me, huh? Yeah. Sorry. I haven't seen the EXO performance yet. I'm going to have to look that one up and, and check it out. 
there there was some interesting moment. They, they the start of it was them on like school desks being chained to school desks, and then like uh, that was part of the video. And then they released themselves. Uh, in uh, in the video, they were online on stage. Be- just I guess because in order for you to be able to see all of them, they were kind of placed vertically on these like structure on the structure, and which is cool. But like. There were a couple of them that were, uh, that were on chairs that were about, I would say, uh, four Asians high, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, four, you know, four, like, like, uh, a good, like, couple of stories up into the, into the air. And, well, which is nice, you know, fine, because they were behind desks and they had this, like, place in front of them. But at some point at the beginning of that routine, they had to jump on their desks to do part of their routine. And I can't imagine being those two guys up on the top level of that and, like, and, and being on, like, this little school desk trying to do your dance moves. <laughs> and, like, being scared shitless, like, you're going to fall off this thing uh live on the internet I, uh, on national television. I, it, it's not the performance you want to see in that part. It's the, like, rehearsal and showing them that. Like, when the choreographer's there and the stage director's there, and they're like, all right, we put those desks way up there, so two of you are going to be up there, and then everyone's like, okay, rock, paper, scissors, let's go. <laughs> Kai Bai Bo. <laughs> it was like 12-man Kai Bai Bo battle. That, that has got to be uh, <laughs> a fascinating thing to watch. Uh And, like... And the whole performance was cool because I, I think and, and they they did a lot of cool things with like the camera. Uh, even though it was a live stage performance, they they kind of played yeah. with, to the camera and uh, and they played with that. And then they just went into Wolf, which is a, that was a fun performance and that was cool. Troublemaker started off the show. Uh, Hyanna and and Hyuk, uh, and at some point I, I shared the picture with you. I don't know if you saw the picture I shared yeah, with yeah, you. At some point it was uh, Hyanna, you know. <laughs> Though them two making out, but before that it was, uh, it was your boy, uh, getting himself a nice handful of Hyuna booty, like on there, just like, wha-pam! And like, it was just part of the dance routine, and then, you know, they make out. Uh, and that was in conjunction, which was actually cool, they, that was in conjunction with, uh, Infinite. So, they had, it was like a, them together collaborating, uh, with, uh, an onstage performance. It was their performance. And then immediately there, after, uh, one of the members of Infinite, uh, pretends to snipe the dude, <laughs> uh, from a distance. And then they go into the Infinite dance, the, the Infinite part of the routine. Uh, and, which was really rad. And it was just like this whole performance. And then, uh, Stevie Wonder, sh- uh, closed the show. And it was a pretty, like, all silliness aside, uh, Hyorin and, uh, Aaron Kwok, uh, collaborating with uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, was really cool. Like, uh, Hyorin has a, has a fantastic voice, and her, uh, performing, uh, I, I forget the song was the type of one, but they, she performed, uh, one of the songs, uh, joined Stevie Wonder on stage, uh, they sang together, Aaron Kwok joined them, and it was just a really cool little performance, great vocal performances, and then Stevie Wonder took over by himself on, you know, on stage and just rock the house. Like, <laughs> just they, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. It's just like, leave and, him on stage like they did at the MTV movie <laughs> music awards that one year. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but as this recap that we, we linked, uh, did, uh, did, uh, point out, uh, 
the M- okay, so we're gonna talk about the M name and the 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 equipment was utter shit <laughs> at this place. <laughs> so the mic stopped working. Either the mic stopped working, or or Stevie didn't uh, didn't understand that it was okay for him to start talking. But I think it could have been that the mic stopped working. Uh, and and he's like looking around, waiting for them. Wait, well, not looking around, listening around, hoping somebody. Uh, I guess pointing his face to a cue that there's something up, that they need to fix something. And Sungri goes to hold the mic fo- uh, out to him, uh, a replacement mic out to him, in front of him. I'll let that sit there. He held the mic right in front of him. <laughs> not in his hand. Uh, not Sungri, holding yeah. <laughs> Sungri just holding his mic right in front of him. It's like, ah, oh, Sungri. Uh, but yeah, he brought that, but Stevie Wonder brought the house down. Uh, and you know, like, I love that the, in this recap, they said he went full Chung Lee from Bloodsport because he did. He's like, ah, <laughs> and I think, and then people made, uh, too much of a big deal about Paris Hilton coming on after him. Uh, cause uh, on this recap, it makes it think, seem like she was the main event of the, of the performance. But what it was is she stood on stage with the, uh, while the opening credits were gone. It's like, hey, you ever heard of a closing act? <laughs> yeah, they're the people that, you know, they're the closing act. You know, the ones that send everyone out the door, you know, just playing some music. It's just, she was just a house DJ. That's all. <laughs> uh, of course, she DJed with no equipment somehow. I think she has that <laughs> magical DJ powers. Uh, right. They have an empty stage with a, a prop uh, laptop. She manages to to handle the music just by telekinetic powers, which is amazing. Uh, and of course, oh, Rain is back. <laughs> oh, Rain is back. He he had a performance which was pretty awesome, actually. Uh, he had he just uh, appeared on stage, uh, kind of his slow motion entrance uh, with one of the lifters. On stage, and just kind of looked at the crowd like, "Hey, sup? You waiting for me? All right, cool." <laughs> <laughs> like he conveyed all that just by looking at the crowd, which is I'm I don't have that much experience with Rain. Uh, you know, it's a name I keep hearing about. It's a name that gets mentioned a lot by uh, on variety shows. Uh, yeah, but is um, I don't have you're, much you're always gonna hear Rain and Seven talked about a lot. Yeah, and I don't have much experience, but with that performance and just that look, I'd say, yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, all right, so, so take this into account, right? What we know of JYP and YG starts with Rain and Seven, more yeah. or less. Yeah. You know, of kind of JYP and YG being these friendly, but yet serious competitors with each other, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, having all that amalgamation of years of work under both of them put into people, you know, like put in the 2 p.m., put in all the, you know, groups that JYP has. I wish they would stop putting in effort into Bang Down Boys for another time. <laughs> um, and you know, all that stuff that, that YG puts in, you know, to 281, Big Bang, you know, all those people that they have over there at that label, you know. That learning and that effort and that how to promote somebody for both labels starts with Rain and Seven. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to what he comes up with uh, soon. And I'm going to try to make the effort of checking out his uh, past material. 
Cause, oh, yeah, no, uh, definitely. Check out both of their past material. Like, some of the stuff Seven came out with kind of before he went into the army is, was meant to make him globalized. So there's maybe a song with Little Kim. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that Little Kim. And yeah. I don't really like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, Seven and Rain, two awesome artists. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the trigger, but, but that performance was really cool. And they had the, uh, they, they, they had the, the, the stage performances, they had a lot of cool machinations of people being lifted on stage, uh, and lifted up into the air. Like, uh, they had the big round stage in the middle of the, of the, like up front. And he got up there with a bunch of his dancers and they were lifted up. Mm-hmm. And underneath the stage, it was raining. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. And there was at least two Rey Mysterio entrances. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Trouble one Maker. from Young, One from Young, And one from, uh, the male member of Troublemaker. Uh, yeah. they started the night. It's just like, I, I, I look back cause I could have sworn and I guess I saw it wrong the first time cause now the second time I saw it properly, I could have sworn the first time he flew from in front of the stage to the stage. <laughs> Which was like, what? What the hell is going on? Then I realized, then I watched it again and saw that he came up from underneath. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's no no. But it would have been awesome if he would like jumped from the front onto the stage. And I love that, that like, through all these years, so there, there was always this big giant joke that I don't know if you've ever, ever noticed or been privy to in, in following Big Bang, but there's always been this joke that, that Tae Young danced too hard, which is why he couldn't, why he doesn't ever hold a mic. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Which, which, no, you, you've seen it before. You've seen yeah. him drop a mic, like, <laughs> like, he, he focuses way too hard on the dancing. Yeah. Um, which is why he always has on a headset. So, like, when he popped out for a second, I thought he had a microphone in his hand, and I was like, what? I was like, Tay Young performing with a mic? And then I was like, up, oh, nope, headset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no. Making that Rey Mysterio entrance, like, right. I'm ready to have uh, and I, yeah. I, I tried to count the amount of chest pumps he did in his fucking performance. And then when he got to the Big Bang performance, I was like, up oh, and Tae Young's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for showing up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but you played fantastic, baby. And now fucking Tae Young's just like, oh, dance. <laughs> dance, baby. Ooh, ooh. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder how hungover Sohyun and Hyoyeon are. Uh, were at least the next day. It would have been mm-hmm. nice to see. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Girls' Generation, uh, uh, I wanted, I, I had a weird thought, and I expressed it to you over Skype, uh, I had a weird thought recently. I was randomly listening to Wu-Tang Clan, and just, you know, out of nowhere. And I had a thought, just, I guess, purely on member size, I wondered, what member of Girls' Generation corresponds to what member of the Wu-Tang Clan? And then I Googled it. And I found a list. <laughs> somebody actually made a list. Back in 2009, all the way back then, uh, somebody actually constructed a list uh, comparing Girls' Generation to the Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, I'd say they did a pretty good job. So... It's how familiar are you with the the individual members of the of Girls Generation? Not very. Yeah, uh, I've been watching them quite a bit. Uh, I like I said, I know more members of Girls Generation than I know songs. 
just is like uh, to me they're basically a variety show troupe <laughs> in my experience uh so it's it's interesting to look at this. so it starts off with Taeyeon as Riza as the leader and i think it works you know Taeyeon uh is the leader she she guides everybody she's the head oh, well not the head she's the the person up front well she's the leader and she has uh, she's just the front like, man she's the front man uh or you know the machination uh and Riza has just like they point out Riza has Bobby Digital and Taeyeon has her extremely dorky side uh so they kind of all have their own alter egos uh which is interesting Jessica is <laughs> Jizza uh which works on just not just on name but the fact that she, uh they compare the fact that Jizza is the genius as everyone knows and Jessica is known as the head of the group also she they also link to this article where they point out she's the don of, of girls generation if you consider girls generation a mafia she's the don <laughs> <laughs> okay this <laughs> is fascinating uh sunny my girl sunny uh ghostface killer <laughs> okay and <laughs> with anybody it, it, it's always funny just to hear anybody compared to anybody in wu-tang clan but it just the juxtaposition which made me imagine sunny walking on stage with a giant golden eagle on her arm <laughs> Yeah. That little girl with that giant eagle trying to do her dance routine. Like, yeah. oh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, Tiffany is Inspector Deck. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they kind of give it a little, uh, uh, go run through. Hyoyeon, uh, poor Hyoyeon, uh, is, uh, she gets a good character, uh, You God. They mainly okay. compare the, the arms. She's got strong arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they give a bad picture of her in this, this article. Uh, just on the side, they, they have, poor Hyoyeon gets a lot of crap for not being the most traditionally good looking, uh, member of a gross generation. And it's mainly that she has that Morgan Webb jaw thing going. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise she's, uh, you see her smile with, uh, she should always smile with her mouth open. That's one key thing. Cause she's a lovely gal. She's a lovely lady. She just kind of has that jaw thing, which is fine. But there's not a reason to call her an ogre, people. <laughs> there's no reason happens? to be. Yeah, that happens. They call her an ogre. They call her Fiona from from Shrek. Like, come on. She's a lovely lady. But moving on. Uh, Yuri is uh, apparently Raekwon. Okay. The chef. <laughs> apparently, she's uh, the 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 key cook in uh, Girls' Generation, and of course. Uh, uh, uh Raekwon is the chef uh, <laughs> in uh, uh Wu-Tang Clan. Uh Yuna is the method man. <laughs> and see like we, see so like certain people you named like you named um you named Sunny, right? Uh-huh. I know Sunny. I'm familiar with Sunny. I'm familiar with with Ghostface Killer. You named uh Jessica and and I'm familiar with Jessica as I am Jizza. Jizza is somebody that I followed from from Wu Tang. And then like you get to Method Man, and you, you know they they say Yuna. I know Yuna. Like I've I've seen Yuna and stuff. And like I always forget that she's Girls Generation. And I'm very familiar with Method Man. And everyone always forgets that he's fucking Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it works so well. Uh and here's the thing. Sue Young is uh, lined up with Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, deep, which deep. Is, <laughs> Miss you, which, which is funny, but uh, honestly, 
anybody in Girls' Generation being compared to who, who Old Dirty Bastard would be funny. Just automatically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is she, is she, is she like kind of the odd one? Uh, she's, well, she has the weirdest egg yo. Uh, okay. <laughs> she has the most hilarious weird egg yo. That is almost a parody. It's almost like satirical. And it's mm-hmm. really hilarious. And uh, I'll link you to that soon. You'll, you'll have fun. But the uh, main thing is that, uh, her I don't give a fuck attitude <laughs> and genuine personality that they compare with ODB. Uh, recipes. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, that's what ODB was, too. Like, he was this over-personification of being hood. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, everyone else got money and was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy nicer cars and nicer clothes and, and absorbent jewelry. And ODB was like, I'm still gonna get welfare checks. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. ODB. I'm gonna go pick him up in a limo. Yes. <laughs> like, with all my kids, like, and, and, you know, yeah, and it's like that. That I don't give a fuck. And uh, so young, they compared to the, that. Uh, you know, uh, they compared to like uh, their MTV uh, Sonia Shade episodes, uh, when all the girls are chilling. She could she could have helped with the cooking or the cleaning thing, but she said hell no. She's walked around bossing everybody around. It's like <laughs> that. I don't give a fuck attitude. And of course, last but not least, uh, Sohyun, uh, the maknae of Girls' Generation, is compared to Mastakilla. Uh, and specifically they point out that they're, that they're the students of the game. Uh, they may not have been the best, but they learned. They put their mind to it. And, you know, Master was the student of the rap game. Sohyun is the student of all, for all the singing. So, I think overall, I, I approve of this list. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'd say, A, I would love to hear Yuna sing Bring the Pain. Uh, and Bring B, the motherfucking ruckus. And then hearing Sue Young, uh, sing, uh, Baby I Like It Raw would be hilarious. Ooh, baby I Like It Raw. Ooh, baby I Like It Raw. Uh, yeah. It's a fun list. And, uh, I think that's pretty much all there is. Yeah. Fr- freaking, it would be hilarious just to hear any of them, like, sing Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> uh, it's just a weird juxtaposition of putting these two groups together that I that I'm I'm glad somebody well, actually took the time to do. <laughs> as as many people know, um, our our friend and 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 one of our main YG biases GD has always stated in interviews that like he got his start uh, with rap music listening to Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. So I think uh and oh. Now I'm thinking, you put, alright, so Big Bang has five members. 21 has four members. Put them together, you get nine. <laughs> I'm gonna Google soon. I'm gonna see if somebody has Big Bang and 21. I don't think anybody has. Wu-Tang Clan. And if nobody has it, I'm gonna do some homework, I'm gonna figure it out. Watch for that right, soon. Right off the bat? GD is Jizzer. That works. Alright. Yeah. I will make a note. Right of off, that. right off the bat. Like that, that is that thing. GD is Jizzer. Um, Young is Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Now, top who has to be Method Man. It's, it's between Top, CL, and Minzy for Method Man. And, uh, it could be, and, and here's the tough part, cause I think, 
you have to go with the one. I would go with CL. Cause I think she's had a little bit more of the, uh, the, the success of actually just branching out in her, into her own career. Uh, well, I, Top, I Top has done be- it. Top because he's been in more movies, you know. Like it started with with well, that's true. Day Song doing that's TV right. and movies yeah, and and show. Right, so that's, that's a the- tough one because they all have really really bright personalities. You know, they all have standout personalities in so, their own way. Like like Dara is really fucking funny, you know. But on songs and stuff, she doesn't stand out as much, but like on TV and stuff, like Dara stands the fuck out. Dara um, is ODB. <laughs> Think about it. Not exactly the best, not exactly the most talented, but you love her. Yeah. You and love she her. She does have a very unique personality. Like, Dara's gonna do Dara. She's gonna fucking put her hair and make it look like a fucking antenna. Yeah. And you're going to be like, <laughs> what? Alright. <laughs> and she, uh, she might actually be, depending on, on her and, uh, Bomb's birthdays, I have to check those, she might also be the oldest one. So, which is yeah, surprising to me. Yeah, those two, yeah, those are, two are, the oldest. Uh, so we're gonna have to, I'm, I'm gonna work on that. I promise you that. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to another, uh, topic. Uh, uh, one more rookie radar, cause I've been doing this rookie radar stuff, and I, I've enjoyed, uh, this one's something that we've actually had discussions about. Uh, mm-hmm. there's this group that, that kinda just showed up somewhere, uh, showed up out of nowhere, that I was made privy to, I believe, by, uh, Ichu Kimchi, uh, Simon and Martina, uh, Ichu Kimchi, uh, as part of, like, uh, them on the, 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 them, they used to do the, uh, uh, chart updates right before they did the Korean, uh, the, the K-pop music Mondays. So they did like a run through of like three different videos that you could vote for before they kind of gave up on that. Cause that was just too much work. Um, uh, and they pointed out this video, the, uh, GI's, uh, global icon, AKA GI. They pointed out the video for Beatles mm-hmm, since, mm-hmm. and I've watched it. I dug it. And since then they've put out a couple more songs. They put out a song featuring doc T uh, you know, of, uh, the, I believe the movement fame and geek. So what's really cool about global icon GI is that they, they're not the typical girl group. Uh, there has okay. been like an, lately there have been like a influence of hip hop, uh, into, into K-pop, but yeah. they really seem to embody that tomboy hip hop style dance crew thing especially back when they released beatles because you know what's up hadn't been uh, a thing yet at least not debuted yet uh and outside of like say 21 who are as much as they do embody hip-hop straight uh, in your face style they are still glamorous and girl you know feminine uh yeah but they were tomboys they did kind of this purely hip-hop style and they've really evolved that over the the next couple videos and it's really interesting to see what would Share your thoughts, Cass. What did you think? What do you think of like Global Icon and like what you've seen in the videos? All right. Well, you know how I, I, you know how I feel about Global Icon. I like them. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Well, that was a terrible fucking song for Devil's Advocate. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, I'm yeah. going to play Devil's Advocate here. 
Um, so the thing for me about, about, um, global, global icon GI, um, I like that. I like the whole style. I like the whole thing. Seen it before and I've seen it stopped before. Right. So there's, there's D Unite and anybody who paid attention to D Unite for two seconds when they first were introduced, D Unite was kind of tomboyish when they first were introduced. Uh Um, and then they kind of made a shift and now D Unite's kind of girly, you know? Um, two anyone CL and, and Minzy were like supposed to be like the two kind of gritty from the streets, you know, people in two anyone and, now they're not, you know? <laughs> um, whereas, you know, they st- both of them still have that urban appeal to them, but, you know, they just kind of changed that up as they went along. Um, then you had another rookie group come along who was more riding on the style that everybody was following at the moment, which was 2NE1. Yeah. Um, which was, like, kind of this mixture hybrid of, like, putting a girl who could rap in your group. Yeah. And, and smaller numbers. Um, you know, because before that, everybody was following the, the brown eyed girls, girls generation uh-huh. model, um, of, of groups. So then, you know, you get down to like, uh, 21 and some other groups that I can't think of at the moment. Right. So then another group came about and got a bunch of fame because of the uniqueness of their members being FX. Right. Yeah. And who in FX was the fucking most talked about and still fucking is? That's, uh, the llama. <laughs> yeah. Amber. Yes. Um, so, and then Amber has this very, very boyish style where even sometimes in videos, it just looks like she fought with the fucking, the costume. <laughs> The, like the costume person is just like, all right, we're gonna put this on you, and she's like, I will punch you in the teeth. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing that. Um, yeah, uh, it's a, it's a hilarious compromise every time we see Amber on in a music video. It's the compromise of like having her get her from her default state of yeah. just full on tomboy of well, more than tomboy. Uh, <laughs> but we could that. That's for, for, for other discussions, but for her, from her default state to, uh, to try to at least get somewhere near the other girls. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's funny to see that compromise and she pulls it off well. And whatever they put her on, uh, put her in, she, she rocks it and she puts it on and she does the moves on. She's a fantastic, talented, uh, gal, but it's still funny to think like, what the discussion must be every time they have to introduce a new concept to FX. Uh, yeah. FX being kind of that up and rise and Amber being the like thing of that. I feel I'm not, I'm not saying that this is what this is. So don't yell at me. Right. Like, but I feel like they were like, man, Amber's really popular. If we take this group, we've been working on and cut all their hair. Like, <laughs> and make them all tomboys, we'll get all the money. <laughs> um, cause it is very clear that like maybe two of the girls in GI are tomboy-ish. Yeah. You know? Um, like, 
I just, I don't see all the girls, like, you can tell the rest of them are not as tomboy, you know, when you watch things. And also, in, in my still playing devil's advocate, Beatles, really fun video, kind of a, a staged out video. Um, but did they use all their money on Beatles? Because every <laughs> fucking video after that is fucking white background dance performance video. <laughs> and I know it's only been two, but like. I'm wondering, yeah, because you mentioned that, like, uh, when we were talking about it, that did they, you'd ask if they had been shot on the same day, which it, it could right. very well be the case that they were shot on the same day, which uh, would make it, it makes sense that. Uh, my theory is that they never intended bullshit to become anything other than an, a notable thing on YouTube. Uh, they yeah. kind of made the machinations and kind of uh, put on a, a, the appearance that they were going to present it out, you know, as their next single. Uh, but um, you don't, you can't believe that they thought they were going to, you know, not get banned from all the music performances from performance sites. Uh, that was put out there as kind of like, all right, this is going to be on there and this is going to get knocked down and we're going to get noted for being knocked down or whatever. And then they had Geek ready, like right in the back. Yeah. Like, all right. Oh man. They we banned gonna this song. We got to use that other song. video we shot in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> we got I guess we got to use this other video and single we had ready right away. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh darn. But yeah. Yeah. Because because Geek is a little more fun and poppy but it still has this this like kind of hardness to it that they seem to want to present in Beatles and uh bullshit um but like also in Giat there's a lot more showy of girliness yeah. you know i think so i think what uh what is going to be the case is that they're not going to be boys and they're not all going to be Amber. I think, you know, one cat has her really cool, uh, uh, you know, style. Uh, there's another yeah, one that has I, a little I, more time. Alright, I can't lie. Uh, like, I play devil's advocate. I can't do it no more. God damn it. Oh, I'm so in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the, what is, uh, being, uh, categorized as a tomboy style, I think it's more of a focus on being a, Hip hop first group with other things being mixed in, uh, to style. Well, it's also it. the, it's also the short hair, not skirts, you know. Which is gonna be a the lot thing more now. Yeah. t-shirts and hats and, you know, sneakers and shit, you know, and not, not really like, cause they're, they're also, they're also being more promoted how to anyone started out as a dance group. Like, yeah. it's more for them about the performance and the dance. So, like, it's not all these kind of sultry, you know, yeah. Sunni Shaday type of dances, or the, you know, or where the, it's like, oh, stuff, so, yeah. look at my boobies, you know, like, I'm going <laughs> to pump my chest out a few times, and then I'm going to do this thing where I, <laughs> kick my legs while I'm, <laughs> where I kick my legs while I'm sitting in a chair, you know? Yeah. Uh But, yeah, it's going to be more of a dance. And... Uh, something that somebody, uh, that, uh, again, Ichi Kimchi, holla at him, uh, they pointed out, uh, that their, the routines aren't, uh, perfect, and they're not perfectly synchronized, but they're still fun, and they're still well done, well, and like, I think about- that's a good thing, is that it, it the- doesn't seem like mechanical. It seems like this yeah, is fun, it, hip hop routine. Very- 
it's very taken more from the like America's Best Dance Crews kind of stuff, where it's like uh-huh. these. It, it's a performance dance, so yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. Like you're not gonna get perfect in a performance dance. Yeah, like you want to do your like one, two, three, four, pump your chest out, five, six, seven, eight, pump your butt out, like dances. Like I, that's why I fell in love with Two Any One. They were a dance group. Like go back, look at those first few videos of Two Any One's promotions like they were dancing in those videos like they were fucking dancing um a lot of their original original like shit was like tweeting out videos of mimsy practicing dancing in the dance studio or just you know mimsy dance videos or dance videos of them practicing like like that was a big thing for yg you know like yg was one of the people who were like really big in doing that um yeah. And yeah. like you don't really see to anyone dance too much. <laughs> Not anymore. But yeah, I think that the whole it's the idea that it's they're having fun doing uh, the dance. They're not. Then it's not like all right. This is the thing we practice for twenty four hours a day. Uh, we're gonna do this seriously. And we're gonna get it right. And this is we're gonna do on point. Yeah. It's like no. This is, it, let's just have fun. They also have like a couple of videos of like just like you know. Like, they've also made mention of, like, oh, you know, kids doing their their performances, you know, and stuff like that and doing their dances because their dances are, like you said, they, they have mechanics to them where, you know, unlike a I, – I hate to keep harping on Girls' Generation, but I just watched a bunch of Girls' Generation videos, so that's why they're in my head. Um, <laughs> unlike, you know, Girls' Generation, which is more about being sultry and sexy. At least, yeah, during a certain phase in, in their in their career, yeah. Uh, there was this, there was the time that they were all, uh, cutesy and, uh, mm-hmm. very AKB, uh, with their lollipops. <laughs> and then there mm-hmm. was a time where they wanted, wanted to be a little more sexy, a little more sultry. It's kind of, they grew up, uh, but that was their thing. But now it's, you know, more fun hip hop stuff, which they tried to do. And I got mm-hmm. a boy, which I, I still say it's like, not quite. I mean, I know you guys want to <laughs> do something different. Not quite. I mean, but anyways. But yeah, Global Icon, I really want to see a lot of stuff out of it. I think they're going to be really cool to see going forward. I was worried when Beatles came out and then nothing happened for a while. And I was yeah. Like, I was so worried. But then we saw Blue Shit, uh, which is a really rad track. And then Gia come out, which is, you know, super fun. Uh, so hopefully, mm. GI fighting. Um, all right, let's get into some and other stuff. Holy shit, one cat has awesome legs. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. Uh. So, we talk about the uh, top, top's movie commitment. Uh, supposedly gonna get some limited release in America. And yeah, I'm hoping is. near B. <laughs> <laughs> and I know not near me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you, are, are you, uh, how, how far are you willing to drive to go see top's movie? <laughs> not far when you have the internet. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I if it if it was somewhere within reasonable distance, I'd go see fucking Tops movie. But yeah, I'm too. most likely gonna find a way to try to pay for it before anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I would love to see this movie. Yeah, especially if we can make it so that uh they see a bunch of people pay to see <laughs> Tops movie in the states. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to find a way to champion this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like. Holly Juku starts a petition, like, fucking Showtop's movie everywhere. 
And yeah. All Korean fans go see it, even if you don't like fucking Big Bang. Yeah. Maybe that EXO movie will go shown. EXO ain't doing no damn movies. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, they're doing a reality show. I like EXO. I like EXO. I'm just, they ain't doing no damn movies. <laughs> There's too many of them. You gotta, first we gotta sift. They gotta go through like the sifter to figure yeah. out which one is like the standout one that people actually give a shit about. Uh, I, I think they'll put them in a drama. Yeah. And then they'll, if they'll they start. they haven't already the, been. And then, you know, all the rest of the members will kind of just be hanging on and they'll be in all the songs and they'll be mostly there, but you know, they'll just be there. And but then the they're going to turn into background dancers. <laughs> like, until you realize the they're holding minute. a microphone. You're like, oh wait, that one has a microphone too. Like, oh. <laughs> like, kind of like the oh. rest of four minute. Oh. <laughs> oh. Only for a minute, but. Let's be honest. They're the Destiny's Child of of Hiana's to Hiana's Beyonce. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're, they're, for uh, for those that go on TV tropes, Four Minute does not have a tropes page, but Hiana does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, Commitment Coming to America. Apparently, so is our boy Taeyong. Uh, yeah, he's getting he's getting some love calls. There is. All right, hold on, right? Devil's advocate one more time, because I feel like that's what I have to do. There is not a fucking week or a month that doesn't go by that a fucking YG artist isn't going to make that break in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in all honesty. But it, it, and basically, it, it makes sense that uh, he gets singled out. I mean, it, we're, he's not the guy we would pick. <laughs> uh He's not even delight. No, <laughs> I think I would. I would say he's maybe tied for fourth on Big Bang members we would like to see break in America. Uh, he's tied for fourth, and yeah. just because we haven't really had that ex- much experience with Sungri, Sungri. <laughs> as much as I like him, I, even though we should have, he's put out a bunch of shit too. It's just like, yeah. oh, Sungri put out something. Oh wait, GD put out a new video. <laughs> What? Who? Sungri? Oh, well, I'm I'm busy watching this Jeep during a video. Sorry, sorry. Like, all right, all right. Everything's calmed down. I'm gonna go watch this Sungri video. Wait, new to anyone video? Damn it! I mean, I'm gonna have to watch this now for a week. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Taeyong. I think yep. he could. He could. He could make it. Uh, I think it's just a. As much as uh. We hate to admit it, or I don't know if we necessarily hate to admit it, but as much as it, maybe he's not our guy, our like wanted guy, he is a talented motherfucker. He's is yeah, and he has that look that I think has that crossover appeal and that style. And yeah, we make fun of him for being you know the the missing member of B2K, but that style of being kind of that Ursher, you know, neo style could have crossover appeal. So there are some things in this article uh, that you pop to on A's and Junkies that I'm going to point out and uh, agree with and disagree with. But there is one big thing in here in this quote that uh, I want to point out. And and I do this because I'm not the best writer either. <laughs> but sometimes people make mistakes 
and you should be pointed out for it. Um, so down in this, this third quick paragraph, YG, and now this is a quote. I don't think this is anything that the people from Asian Junkies wrote, but this is a quote, and I, would, I just want to point this out. YG Entertainment is giving the green light to Young's possible promotions overseas. As R&B artists, right? Uh-huh. As R&B artists with outstanding dance skills are not very common in the U.S. Huh? What? He has a great chance of breaking into the local music market. What? Didn't I just mention a couple that, 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 what? Uh, hey, y'all can rewind this, this, this audio for a little bit and you can hear me just me- mention off the top, off the top of my head without looking at a list too. <laughs> right. Like, what? Art, hip hop R&B is fucking founded on the dance and music part of it more than the rhythm and blues part of it. Well, no, then the rhythm, I guess, could be the dancing part, too. But yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? It's not very common. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Usher. Fucking what? Neo. Stop it. Neo. Chris like, Brown, for as much as we hate to admit it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um... Then they also talk about, uh, he has the dance skill, he has the image, like you said, uh, and he kinda has the catalog, which I would say Wedding Dress is not a very, um, American style song. Uh, it could fit with, with some mm-hmm. tweaking, which would work, but I'll be there, um, I need a girl, and I actually think I'll be there has an English version yeah, done it does. by Tate. Yeah. Um, and with its own music video too. Yeah. I know so, I've watched it before. Then they also talk about the kind of racist thing and the, like, here's something else I'm going to disagree with, right? Um, The, in America, they don't see Asian, Asian males as masculine, right? (laughs) And that would hurt his crossover appeal. Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't don't think. I I could uh, still go on that too like it's not it's not gonna hurt his appeal it's all in how he presents it if he presents the a lot of the people who have tried to make crossovers before have tried to make crossovers namely being seven like oh i'm already kind of famous and music artists in your country already know me see me work with them kind of yeah style where like you have to present yourself as a whole new person like yeah, yeah there are going to be people in america who know you but you're reintroducing yourself to a whole new populace. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to grind it out like you did in your early years, which is also going to be the thing that hurts you a lot because like they also say, there's still a lot of shit wrapped up in this big bang YG thing because they have all these solo promotions. Big bang is working on doing shit, you know? So it's it's just gonna be really tough right now, you know, to just do that. Yeah, to just make that unless he's gonna take a step away from Big Bang stuff to just yeah. promote himself in America because you're gonna have to really dedicate time and money to this, which they also mention as a thing like 
people might not really want to do. Yeah. And it, you have to invest a lot of time on it. And, and, and I think I understand where they're coming from, where they talk about Asian American, they say it wrong, but I understand what they may be thinking of when they talk about how there's not much Asian American representation in American media. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, and, and a lot of that is inspires, uh, it's probably why you see a lot of like American Asian kids, American Asian, like, uh, uh, people that want to be, get into music, uh, head over to, you know, uh, Korea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tiffany and Jessica, you know, and Crystal, uh, Amber, you know, Amber, even, you know, non-Koreans will like, you know, learn themselves some Korean because they, they, you know, there's a system uh-huh. over there and they can actually have some representation and they can get, you know, yeah. some, uh, some, uh, some, somewhere to go on Avenue, like, you know, Amber, Victoria, uh, so they have somewhere to go. But I think that might not be the case anymore. I think there, there, there's, I don't know about anymore, but I think things are changing and they're putting a little too much, uh, weight on that. But I can understand that, that there are some obstacles to, to, but see, I still feel like now, where where the kind of thing is people have always more been like the the ones that have tried to come over it's always been like so like seven was a very r&b right mm-hmm. and they're like oh he's just trying to be like an r&b artist uh yeah. you know and it really still was not like a thing then like it is now like like i can still go places in my big bang t-shirt and have a bunch of people be like oh fantastic baby you know <laughs> um and i think now Instead of, because what they're going to try to do, which is what they tried to do with 2NE1 in hooking up with Will I Am, is like, capture that sound that's popular in Korea, but make it for America. And like, no, just no. do what you've always done. And I think it's going to be a reason Tae Young would fail is because everybody being like, oh, it's, uh, just him doing what Usher does. You know? Yeah. I feel like it would be more interesting to see gd in his style and how he does things yeah uh you know make that yeah. push to yeah, be d- more popular in america because gd is pretty fucking popular okay <laughs> it's popular right? in a lot of places <laughs> yeah uh and yeah the, the key thing is not to force it and to try to kind of find what it makes you you and utilize that to make it uh across the to the states uh and we mentioned 21, of course. We mentioned uh, how uh, 21's new video. 21 came out with a new song, and we, we were excited to, to see it. Uh, we were excited to find out about the fact that uh, a CL was going to be naked in it. Um, I know I was excited. Uh, Why did I... I would it, you know how you have that moment because shit comes out way too much? And then I ended up watching a performance for the song before I knew there was a video for the song. <laughs> and I was like, what? There's a video. I already watched the video. Then I was like, up, up, up. Wait. I watched the <laughs> performance, not the video. Yeah. God damn it. And then, like, I watched the video today because you linked it. And I was like, and, <sighs> all right. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> I miss the old 21. <laughs> I do. I, I miss, like, kind of rough around the edge of CL and, and not knowing if she wants to rap, dance, or sing Mimsy. And, 
the cute park bomb four surgeries ago. Oh, and... yeah. <laughs> uh, four. Uh, uh, that's a conservative estimate, but moving on. Yeah. Uh, and I miss my weird Dara. I don't, I don't like this over-sexy Dara in videos. Cause we all know Dara's a weirdo. Yeah. Stop it. We love it. I would say, it, it, yeah, a couple of comments. I, I, overall, I think divorced of our expectations and our, our connection to 21, I think overall it's a really good video. And I think the, the, the emotion of the song and the video really works well. Uh, CL's, uh, little, you know, much talked about, uh, nude scene was actually just a really cool moment okay. that, that, works well with the tone of the song that kind of that loneliness feeling I know, it was kind of weird because she was the only one yeah you know? <laughs> well it's um, like and and yeah. i i had a moment where i was like damn she's tatted up and then i brought myself back and i was like wait wait i used to do this with fucking um i used to do this with fucking uh big bang every couple of videos where i'm like the fuck gd is tatted up like, because <laughs> the next video, they're all gone. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. So well, I would gonna, assume like four of those tattoos are fake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they might be, I actually think, here's the thing, cause, uh, it's all about where they're placed. And I have a feeling that they may actually be real. Cause I think, uh, the one are, like, there's no real reason to tattoo, make a fake tattoo on her foot. <laughs> But yeah. there's plenty of reason for her to have her tattoo on her foot. And, and she has the one on her back. Maybe the one on her back, because it actually tries to say something. I hope, because I think it ha- misspells the word faith. So I hope maybe it's fake. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's and I it's, also felt like it was... Uh, because, you know, CL's still kind of in the midst of promoting herself. And I yeah. felt like it's one of those, Hey, hey, CL, look at her. Look at her. So when that next video comes out, you're all like, oh, yeah, Seattle. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, but I I'm think still, it, I still got the hots for Mimsy. So. Yeah. I, I love Mimsy. Uh, and, uh, I love Dara. Uh, Seattle, oh, and I think. You've been, uh, you've been watching the 21 little reality show that's up there on their YouTube channel. I'm, yeah, I watched a little. couple of episodes. Yeah. And they're, they're really hilarious. And of course, I can't look at, uh, I, I had to make sure mentally, just cause I think it was easy to do, but I had to mentally remind myself that, uh, Minzy is, uh, six, uh, like 15 in that video. <laughs> Possibly 14. Possibly 14. Cause they keep telling her the 16 year old. Well, no, no, yeah. you know, I looked her up and uh, her age was actually 16 at the time. Cause I think at the time, cause, uh, when we're talking about, uh, invincible youth in, in a little bit, just a little bit, uh, we have to also remind myself, yourself about the difference between Korean age and real age. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, she's like 15 it, in the show. I think it's two, right? Korean age, they, they add two? No. Is well, that or- it's, uh, okay, so it's whatever you age you're gonna, whatever you age you're gonna turn that year, add one. Right. Whatever age you're gonna turn that year. So, it, and here's how it works, uh, real quick. So when you're born, you're one years old. Uh, year one. And every New Year's, you age a year. So everybody ages on New Year's Day. So that's like why Narsha was 29 and then over the New Year's she was 30. 
and like mm-hmm. why everybody kind of aged. Uh, where she during the entire time you uh you see her on the show, and we'll talk about it. it it's she's twenty eight actually, you know, regular age. Uh, but yeah, that's the difference. But yeah, the twenty one TV show it was super fun. I had to say a couple other notes. Uh, I think it seems that Park Bomb has finally succeeded in uh transforming into a Final Fantasy character. <laughs> Is this just me or does this seem, did, did, did you see that? She, she looks exactly like she would be on, like, in the cutscene of Final Fantasy. Every time we cut to her, I thought it was playing yeah. Final Fantasy 15. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you got to the corn jokes in there yet? Or is she yeah, just yeah, always no, it wants the arrow for <laughs> Yeah, she always <laughs> wants corn. And I've, I've heard that that's like, she's, that's her, uh, that's her, uh, unmentioned, that, that's her lover. Corn is her, is her, uh, her greatest love of life is corn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and another note, and I want to talk about how the fact that apparently it lately in uh, K-pop, it's going to be, a, and it might be the case that it's the season of the uh, bitter, lonely chicks uh, club. <laughs> Cause we got yeah. this video. We just recently got Hyodin's, uh, uh, a new single for lonely, uh, which is the name. Oh, they keep God damn it. I feel like songs. the bad guy this episode. Which I dig, but yeah, you you had some points to say that I, I, I agree with. So uh, I'll say that this, I agree with right off the bat so you don't seem like the bad guy. But you'll say that. This so. in no way is meant to be mean to to anyone who worked on this video, right? But goddamn if this doesn't look like the first draft for Crooked. <laughs> you know, yeah, like because it, it's shot in London. It's the oh, I'm happy right now. Cut, but I was sad then. Wait, was that before or is this after? You know, like, but I'm like, happy and dancing and having fun. But now I'm tearing apart this room, and you're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. But it, I, it's so much more hard cut than than cricket is, and yeah. you're just like, wait, what's going on? I think it, it, it's, it's a different cinematography just cause it's a different song. But yeah, it, it, I, I thought that exact same, I thought more or less the same thing, uh, between the parts where we're just kind of staring at, uh, Hyodin's cleavage. I was trying to see yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, it's, but it's still a good song. It's just that the video was like, all right, I saw this before. <laughs> I saw this concept before. Like I get, it's like I've seen this a little bit better done. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to uh, more YG bias. It's like, no, the YG artist did it better. <laughs> like, <sighs> <laughs> and you, we, I hate to do that, but it's just like it's because these videos are kind of mirror things of each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, um, a lot of K-pop is very derivative by admission. <laughs> Like, they will admit, like, they're just copying, you know, certain artists, but yeah, it's true. And also, you know, on another note, we also recently had Kara's Damaged Lady, uh, which is its own, uh, not a ballad per se, but still a bitter, you know, <laughs> dumped chick song, you know, uh, with the dance, which I, I dig the song and the video is really cool, but yeah, it still adds to the overall theme lately of like, uh, bitter lonely women, which is honestly, a nice little respite from our usual affair uh, of like, uh, and I, and again, going back to what I talked about before of, uh, cute girl groups, uh, being unable to function as human beings because a boy might like them or they like a boy. Oh my god. 
It's like, <laughs> God, no, no, enough. You're, 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 I know you're all teenagers and you can't process this, but I, I can't function. Maybe it's cause I'm, yeah. I, I understand, I, you know what, I, I'm gonna have to say I understand that that is probably mostly because I'm 30 years old and I'm, I'm not young enough to be into it and I'm not old enough to be an uncle fan. <laughs> I'm not old enough to be a creepy uncle fan. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm in between where I'm just a regular guy who digs, a, uh, who is, enjoying pop music for the sake of pop music um and, and on an observational level so i guess i understand where that that my viewpoint might be different but i'm just not into that like uh Aegyo is fun as a comedy concept but i you know fuck that like i'm not into i'm not gonna be overthrown by Aegyo. uh uh but yeah it's an interesting new concept but Speaking of, and we're going to talk about, that was our K-pop. We're going to talk about a variety of stuff. Um, Invincible Youth. I finally get to talk about Invincible Youth a little bit more in depth. And I'm just going to talk about it because I know, Kaz, you didn't really get a chance to get into it, uh, into too many episodes. What was was the last episode you watched? I can't remember. I know before it stopped around two or three, and I think I watched another two, but then I also watched some more episodes of Good Doctor, and then I watched Red Bull, and then I watched GSTL. So, you know, uh, it was a, it was a whirlwind of a week. Yeah. Okay. So, the Invisible Youth, and um, I will try to convey what Invisible Youth was. Uh, we talked like our previous episode about family outing and the the what family outing was as a show. And it was a show about, you know, this group coming together of, like, different entertainers from different fields are coming together. They go to a house and, you know, it was, uh, they spend a night and two days there and they basically just shit on each other and made funny stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was the show. And it was an amazing show because they had these characters, these people. So Invincible Youth is similar. Invincible Youth is that they decided, all right, let's get these seven gr- members of uh, various girl groups uh, together with these hosts and go out to uh, uh, to the countryside, uh, you know, a town called Yuchiri, uh out in the countryside, and just yep. have that happen and just have them learn to be farmers. Um, I would say that p- part of the concept is cool, and they do that and they explore that, and that uh, grows out. I think... All right, so I'll go with the list of the, the, the people on the show. So th- they had uh, Tiara's Hyoman, uh, e. Girls' Generation, Sunny and Yuri, uh, Hiana of uh, uh, Hiana and the and the other girls. Uh, uh, they had uh, Narsha of Brown Eyed Girls. Uh, they had uh, Hara from Kara. <laughs> uh, they had. Uh, Who's our other girl? Um, forgetting somebody. Yeah, I feel like you are missing someone, and I can't think of who it is because you know I just I don't know their names that well. Uh, I follow the boys more. The boys, bring the boys up. I'm actually to pull yeah. up the. While you're looking it up, I, I, I did want to mention one other thing in the. Um. Me looking at uh. The two eighty one video, love the song, just don't like like the last minute of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I think I, I, I think I counted wrong in my head. Okay, so we have Narsha of Brown Eyed Girls. We have, uh, Hyoman of, uh, Tiara. Hara from Kara, which is always funny to say. Uh, Sunny and Yuri of Girls Generation and Hiana of Hiana and the other girls. Uh, and of course we have Secrets, uh, Sunhua. So, a lot of really cool, okay, so basically what I wanted to say about the show was that it was at least partially, okay, so partially it was a show about these girl group members, uh, coming together and learning how to farm. But I think partially, and it's a show about these girl groups coming together and for quite a few of them, for a few of them, it was learning, it was a variety show about learning how to be on a variety show. Mm hmm. And, uh, it's something that you see more throughout the, the episodes, I think, uh, that you experience throughout all the episodes, especially once you kind of hit, there's like, uh, third, I watched like 32 of them. There's more because they, they go through a lineup change where they bring in Victoria, uh, uh, Kim, uh, Kim Sori and Julian to replace Hiana, Yuri, and Sunny. Uh, but it, it it's, it's, it, okay, so it, it's really cool and interesting. So they, they, uh, it was originally hosted by MC Nam, Nam Hisak, who left for a little, uh, after a few episodes for personal reasons. And they had No Joo Hyun, who's ha- acted in a bunch of dramas. Uh, Kim Tae Woo, uh, formerly of G.O.D., uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, awesome singer, but kind of a hilarious guy. <laughs> and Kim Shin Young, who was a young comedian that was completely, a complete rookie to the MC game. <laughs> uh, this is, I think, her first time I'm seeing a show that just like, or at least the first time I'm seeing a show on KBS, because <laughs> she got the rookie award at some point, uh, during the, during the, the show's run. Um, but I have to share so many, uh, fun moments about this show, because there's some h- hilarious, uh, and fun, interesting ways that you see the characters grow. So, like, right off the bat, we get a comparison with, uh, family outing, just cause on the first mm-hmm. episode we get the chicken catching scene. <laughs> yeah. And which you saw, you have Sunny, uh, you know, calmly going into the chicken hen, uh, the rooster pen and just snatching a rooster. And, uh, and I think I mentioned before that, uh, the cool thing about that was that at first, uh, at first she tries to get, <laughs> Uh, she tries to get, uh, uh, Sun, I think it was Sunhua or somebody else to try to catch the chicken. Uh, but yeah. she realized, like, just cause, like, and I, I think I'm, I'm recycling myself, but uh, she realizes that she could just go get it. But it'd be funnier if this other girl gets it. <laughs> if this <laughs> other girl has to try to get it. Uh, and I think it, it, it's really cool to see, um, their, oh, her awareness of being a, Realizing that she's, uh, she could just do the things, but that's not funny. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she just tries to create humor. So you see her a lot of the times just in- encouraging other people to start doing things. And like, uh, I think she's, this is the show that kind of made me fall in love with Sunny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love her. She's hilarious. And she starts to become the, the comedian. That's kind of becomes her character is that she's the comedian. Uh, so she pairs up with, uh, with Shin Young and they kind of become like the siblings, the com- the comedy siblings. And. Yeah, very, very, uh, Jae Sook and, uh, Dae Sung. 
Yeah, very much reminiscent of those. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's something that you see from them too. And then, uh, they you know they constantly she's constantly referencing gags concert skits and like uh there was uh one point where she she uh they go to visit the old guy's house and he's uh they're trying to entertain him but then get dots if they don't entertain him and she ends up having oh, to yeah, reference yeah. The, the the dude that can blow his nose and like uh, do that and she's like constantly bringing that back up and she's doing different gags and it's hilarious um so sunny's uh, really great uh another interesting person to look at on the show is sunhua uh sunhua at the time when she got cast on the show had not debuted yet <laughs> Like, Secret hadn't debuted yet. And right. that was, like, a big deal. Like, the, she was getting on this variety show. Who the hell is she? And she kind of... It was interesting to watch her create her character and to create her persona. Because she didn't really talk much. She, Like, her and uh, Hyoman's thing was that they were constantly edited out. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was interesting. Uh, Hyana was hilarious on the show. Uh, she turned into a PD Kim because <laughs> she was the constantly the one trying to, to well, she had two nicknames. She was whiny, uh, Hiana, because she was constantly the one yelling and whining. <laughs> and she was uh, PD Kim because she was the, constantly the one reminding everyone when, when things were going to be edited out and instructing people <laughs> what they were supposed to do. It's like, it's like, God damn it, you ruined it. It was like they, they, uh, she had found the, uh, the eggs that the, the, the hen that they finally got, uh, had, uh, uh, laid. And, uh, and Sh- Shin Young makes the joke is like, ah, she puts so much force into this. Well, it's like most, most chickens, they lay the eggs, they're just gonna go, boop. But, uh, Invincible went, pow! <laughs> it's like, and then Narsha comes in out of nowhere and goes, ah, it's cause she can't control her sphincter muscles. And it's like, and like, Hyuna's like, god, god damn it, you ruined it. Now this is gonna get edited out. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, I think that one of the characters that, one of the people that I really enjoyed watching on the show was Hyoman. Uh, and I want to point it to her before we, we wrap up. Hyoman was a really cool, uh, interesting person to watch because she was exactly like I think I probably could be. There's two versions of myself I could see myself if I were ever on a Korean variety show. There's me kind of automatically fitting in and just kind of making a bunch of jokes and whatever. Right. Uh, that's the person I hope. But her is a person I believe I could probably end up being. Is she didn't really talk much. She was mm-hmm. kind of nervous. She was kind of really soft spoken, and it was hard for her to find herself on the show. And she was she was nervous to the point where. All right, so there was this uh, this one uh, bit that they did called the Lion Game. Uh, they would make those sc- they would it would be like Sunny, I think, uh, Narsha and Shin Young uh, would just kind of go back and forth making up scandalous lies, like, oh, you know, I'm dating uh, this this uh, Korean celebrity. Oh, it's like, oh, he's cheating on you. He's <laughs> kissed. I kissed him this morning. It's like, oh. It's a lie, it's a lie, no misunderstanding. And it's like, they just come up with all these, like, kind of silly ones. And then it was like, Hyoman, do you have anything to lie about? And she'd go, I'm not nervous or scared to talk to, about what I want to say on the show at all. I'm completely comfortable. I'm incredibly funny on television. <laughs> it's like, and she just developed this, like, 
dry and depressed character on the show just kind of grew it into this hilariously dry uh that person that i could sympathize with because she just was nervous she didn't know what to do it was like you know she didn't she wasn't on on variety shows before so and and ended up leaning on sunny and they created the the two of them created this like this uh stalker stalker stalky couple where she was constantly just paired up with her and just relying on her and it was on screen it was presented as her kind of just being this hanger on as the shoji screen uh and it was hilarious like uh when they were coming up with uh they had this part where they wanted to all of them pose uh they were going to come up with signs for putting out on to on on out to promote the the place because they were going to bring it out to open it up to the public so it's like all right everybody come up with a pose to to entice the pub, uh, people to come and sunny comes up with like this cute little pose that's you know sticking her butt out and cute pose and they all go down the line to different poses you know narsha does something with her boobs uh <laughs> Cause like that was her thing being the adult idol and Hyuna does something else and then go to Hyoman and Hyoman's immediate thing was to run behind Sunny and do the exact same thing she was doing right behind her. <laughs> it's like, I'm her shadow. And that was what was presented on screen, but it was really interesting to think about it, to see what she kind of revealed when Sunny was finally leaving was the fact that behind the scenes, what it really was is that Sunny really was the person she leaned on. To kind of get over how scared she was. Um, so there's a lot of, there's, there's some like sentimental moments that they actually are able to uh, indulge in on the show. Um, and when the Yuri, Sunny and Hyuna leave, they kind of all say goodbye and they talk about how they're, you know, they're going to miss each other, how they're going to, you know, and you know, there's a lot of crying and God damn it. I got emotional. I'm not going to lie. I got emotional. I, I know I'm probably being manipulated, but I don't care. I got emotional. <laughs> I started crying. Uh, but Hyoman, uh, they, they had uh, set up, they had written three letters. They had like these three posters, one for each of the three members that were leaving. And they all signed it uh, as like one big letter from the guru to uh, each one of the members. And Hyoman actually got out of her pocket her own personal letter to Sunny. And... It was, you know, it played into the on-screen joke, but she read it how, like, uh, you know, she told it, like, I, I was scared to be on the show, and you really were somebody that I leaned on to, uh, get over that, to kind of find myself on the show, and I really thank you for that, I'm gonna really gonna miss you, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, there was this, like, that was, like, the real part of that, that, you know, jokey on-screen persona, which was fun. Uh, seeing, uh, Sunny actually care about the cow that they got, <laughs> and mm-hmm. get emotionally, you know, kind of attached and really become the, the cow's mother, like, in a way. And when they had to get a, the nose pierced so they, they can start training it, she was standing right there, looking at it, like, fi- like, feet away. Everybody was off in, like, way back because they didn't want to look at it but she was standing right there but she was like crying like <laughs> it was like <laughs> and uh, it was just those really cool moments like it was a lot of fun humor but like a lot of really cool interesting moments and watching these kind of people grow and uh which is funny to really think about it like a, a variety show to do that like uh which is cool 
And I really hope you get an opportunity, Kaz, to see uh, the oh, yeah, whole no, I'm thing. definitely going to check out more of it. And, like, even that moment that you just mentioned of, like, the member leaving, where, like, there's that moment in Family Outing where the two members leave and everyone's really sad and, like, the one guy, like, talks about how, you know, stepmom Sora, you know, was the person that he leaned on and, like, helped him out and how everybody was way nicer than he thought they were going to be and, like, all that stuff and, you know, like, and, and it was really, it was really a good moment and it was really yeah. fun and sad. <laughs> and I think, uh, hopefully everybody checks out, it, it's on KBS World, uh, and it's going to be, it, it's, it's up there. Uh, apparently it's available also on Sociified if you're so inclined. Uh, so depending on whether you like official subs or fan subs, which is, which could be a topic for discussion in the future, uh, whether you like one or the other, you can pick, pick your poison. I think that's all. I think we've, we've talked ourselves exhausted. I think that's all for us. Kaz, what do you got going on? Um, shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys, doing, trying to do a lot more streaming. It's probably going to be a lot of StarCraft and Japanese visual novels and maybe even a StarCraft visual novel because I'm really that into StarCraft. Um, uh, so about that me for all the links, but if you just want to follow specific things, deltajulietmike.com, twitter.com slash kingkaz, twitch.tv slash kingkaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course you follow me at pdrave, about.me slash pdrave, twitter.com slash pdrave. You can check out the podcast. Uh, let people know about this podcast. Uh, give them uh, the, the URL kpoppodcast.com. It's not a hard podcast, uh, not a hard URL to remember, so I give you guys that so you can share it with people, uh, very easily. Kpoppodcast.com, uh, rebelli.net for all of my other shows, including Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast and Record Breakers now. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Fighting. Fighting. Annyeong. Annyeong.